he cannot make conviction on us because he hath no jurisdiction. This lying thief, this summoner, always had boards, obedient one and all as any hawk is to the hunter's call, to tell him what they had of secret news. They were informers he would slyly use. Their friendship was not something of the minute, and thus his labour had great profit in it. His master knew not always of his winning, for he would call some foolish man for sinning, using no writ, and threaten Christ's own curse, and such were more than glad to fill his purse, and feast him at the alehouse well and high. And just as Judas kept upon the sly a purse, and was a thief, so was he too. His master got no more than half his due." He was, to praise him rightly and applaud, a thief, a summoner also, and a bored. And in his service were some wenches, too, that were the man Sir Robert, or Sir Hugh, or Jack, or Ralph, whoever it chanced to be that lay with them, they told him secretly. The wench and he thus had their understanding. Then would he bring a bogus writ, commanding both to the chapter-house immediately, and skin the man, and let the girl go free. Then would he say, Friend, since I hold thee dear, in our black books this wench shall not appear. Trouble thyself no more, this case shall end. When I can serve thee, I will be thy friend." More kinds of robbery this summoner knew than I could tell of in a year or two, for in this world was never a hunter's hound knew a hurt deer from one without a wound better than could this summoner tell for sure lecher, adulterer, or paramour, and since this knowledge sent his income higher, he gave it all his mind and whole desire. So it befell that on a certain day this summoner, ever eager for his prey, rode out to summon a poor old widow bent on robbing her, for she was innocent. And soon beneath the trees he saw before him a yeoman on a horse that gaily bore him, a bow he had, and arrows bright and keen, and wore a little jacket all of green, and hat with fringes black upon his head. Hail, sir, and all good health,' this summoner said." "'Well, mate,' he cried, "'and all good fellows like you. "'Where, through this greenwood riding, "'whither strike you?' "'This yeoman answered, "'Wilt thou far to-day?' "'The summoner answered promptly with a, "'Nay, hard by I go,' he said, "'where I am bent, "'to see about the payment of some rent, "'a part of that belonging to my lord. "'Art thou a bailiff, then?' "'Yea,' was his word.' He dared not say a summoner for shame, and utter infamy, such was the name. "'Depardieu,' said this yeoman, "'dear my brother, as thou art bailiff, so am I another. I am a stranger here, and, sir, I pray acquaintance with thee. Come, what dost thou say? And brotherhood as well, if thou art willing, with gold and sovereign and with silver shilling my chest is filled, and comest thou to our shire, all shall be thine, just as thou shalt desire. Gramercy, by my faith, this summoner said. So each his hand within the other's laid, swearing true brotherhood till death, and so in merry talk upon their way they go.
This summoner, full of gab and curiosity, as are these butcher-birds of animosity, now asking of one thing, now of another, where is your dwelling? said he. Tell me, brother, in case some future day I come a-seeking. This yeoman made him answer, softly speaking. Brother, he said, far northward lies my way, where I have hoped to see thee come some day. Before we part thou shalt have preparation, will never let thee miss my habitation. Now, brother, said this summoner, I pray teach me as we are riding on our way, since ye too are a bailiff just like me, some of your skill, and tell me truthfully, how shall I make the most from what I do? And let not sin or conscience hinder you, but as my brother, tell me of your practice. Now, by the truth, my brother dear, the fact is, as I shall tell a story...